0: welcome to the Cedar House Church Sermon of the Week. Our desire is to remain in God's presence, explore His passions, and supply tools that serve and inspire our city.
1: So happy that you guys are here today. Thanks for spending your, I guess, Christmas Sunday. I don't really know how that works. Was it last week or this week? I'm not sure. And now they're leaving. Well, I'll, I'll tell a story while they're leaving. So, <clears throat> hope you guys had a great Christmas. We bought a Nintendo Wii for the family this year. Anybody have a Nintendo Wii? Yeah, yeah. So, I am. Uh, I'm destroying my kids on a Mario Kart. I'm undefeated. Stacy beat me one time, and this is like twelve hours of Mario Kart. So, I'm I'm pretty good at it. They think it's just because I'm good at video games, which is not true. They don't know that 20 years ago I played this game 40 hours a week every summer. <laughs> so I'm just like, I don't know why I'm so good at this game. i just just dominating and crushing their, their hopes and dreams. I use uh, Donkey Kong. So the, the How to beat a seven-year-old is you just don't make mistakes. And so Donkey Kong is huge, and he's not very mobile, so he, he just... Is very consistent and steady, and so I just get Donkey Kong and he just just constant winning. you know, it's, it's not about the first or the second tour, it's the third round where you just got to be slow and steady and you win the race. Uh, no, it really is true. I, I tell them all the time, like, just don't make mistakes. They're like falling off the sides, and I'm just like, nonstop just going for it. It's been really cool. I also got an Apple Watch. Anybody got an Apple Watch? All right, all right. I actually have a device now on my body that tells me that I'm overweight and I'm not sleeping good enough. (laughs) Uh, It's no longer just my self conscious. It's like actually a machine is saying you're eating too much and you need to go run. Halfway through the day, it's like you haven't ran, you need to walk or do something. If Miles was here, he always talks about he's a doctor, he goes here, he says you can't have a sedentary lifestyle. And so I just look at those three rings and I'm like, I got to go to the gym as soon as i can some of you may know this story but uh, it's it's a horrible story but it's actually kind of funny it's very memorable my first uh when stacy and i got married 14 years ago our first christmas i bought her a video camera and we did our own christmas on whatever night it was like a wednesday night and the next day was christmas with her family well this is like before the iphone was like really out and all this kind of stuff so I bought her this really nice video camera and at that time it was like the, the poor guy at Best Buy was so incorrect about his forecast. <clears throat> he told me that the future is everything's going to be burned onto a disc. <laughs> Slightly incorrect, but I was like, this guy knows more than me. So I bought this camera and you could film it for like an hour and literally take the disc out and put it in a DVD player. This was super cool, it was very expensive, all that. So that uh, we get that and it's really awesome. Well the next day I bought a $100 battery. And so the next day, from guys, this is a very logistical gift, you know, like, oh, dude, I got a battery for my camera and it's never going to die. So I, her, <laughs> she opens up my, her, the first present that her parents see me give her is a battery. <laughs> and her dad's just looking at me like, oh my God, I've made some mistakes, but this is awful. This year, I did not give her a battery, so uh, we are all good. No, but hey, seriously, thanks for being here. Uh, this won't take very long. I <coughs> kind of have a really pivotal, exciting, really awesome announcement. So, Stacy and I are going to take a three-month sabbatical from the church. Really? Need claps. <clears throat> this is a good thing. This is a really good thing. Uh, we have uh, been doing the church now. This is the seventh year. And we've yet to just take a significant break to just rest and reset, and so we're going to do that. Uh, The way this is going to work is, we're going to take the month of January just off. We're not going to come to. We're going to try to travel some and just not be here with the kids, and then uh, in February and March we're going to be here, just not be in any form of leadership from the mic. And so this is a a really awesome thing. It's it's really interesting in Leviticus twenty-five. As we've been thinking and praying through all this, God, if you're a businessman, you'd actually love to read Leviticus 25. Some of the structures that God puts for the Sabbath is pretty amazing, but one of the things that he says is, he says you can work six years, and then on the seventh year you can't touch the land, You, you, you can't toil, you can't build any of that stuff, and I will provide for that final year. And so prophetically that's been speaking to me of we really just need to take a rest. We're not gonna take a year off, but just take some type some type of some type of break. And we're just really, really excited about that. So I have a couple highlights on that. Um yeah, so reasons for that. Honestly, we're just tired. We, we kinda yeah, I just that's about as spiritual as it gets right there. We're tired. Um uh, about 15 years ago we were on a mission trip to Sri Lanka and this uh, prophet named Dennis Kramer, some of you may know who he is he prophesied over Stacey and I, he said get, it was, you know those prophecies all prophecies good um, but you know those ones that really hit your spirit and you're like man that was from the Lord, He's, he starts yelling get ready to be exhausted for God, get ready to be exhausted for God and here we are and we need a break we have been exhausted for God for 15 years, pouring ourselves out. So we just kind of hit this place. We're just like, man, we just need a rest. So we came to the board and the leadership team, told everybody where we were. And they said, hey, we, we've got everything. You guys need to just take a rest, take a break, stop making decisions, everything. Just, just take a pause. And so it worked out with my, my job outside of the church to, to just do that. So um, we want to be that kind of place you know, if, where Stacy and I can be vulnerable and say, hey, we need a rest. We need a break. We are human. We're not perfect. You don't want us to be perfect. The sheen of Christian leadership, that thing that they have to be perfect, is not the kingdom. That's North American Christianity, and it's just not God. And so we just want to take a break. Uh, the weight of ministry it's not in the hours and the time that it takes to do ministry. There's a spiritual weight to it that Paul talks about in the Bible. That is more of, man, we just want to rest. We just need a little bit of a rest to reset. Uh, the second thing is to just refresh our marriage. We've, uh, we have hit the ground running as soon as we got married 13 years ago. I mean, really fast. Businesses, church, kids, moving four times. I mean, just like we're just plowing through it. And we really hit probably three months ago of like, man, we, we really need to just reset f- on our marriage. We have, remember the Rankies? The people that came and did that? We're gonna go to an intensive with them, a three-day thing in March, super excited about that. Um, just things like that. We just wanna kinda rekindle and refocus on us for a little bit. Uh, and then just refocus on the mission. I'll just be really honest with you guys. I I'm, I'm like a, 2020 was not fun for any human on earth. But it was a, if you were a pastor or a teacher or a police officer, it was a really bad year. And um my personality is I, I, I mourn later and what that means is like I take it on right now, like I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I'm like, Man, I'm not good. I need to take a rest. So twenty twenty was just really difficult. And so I kinda lost some vision. You know, God talks about how without vision the people perish and just can't run on fumes and being in the leadership. And so I'm really, at my core, I'm kind of like a. This, you, you may think differently. This is my conversation with God, like an apostolic reformer. And if I'm not, if I'm not in a place where I'm, in, in my vision is in the right place, it just then I'm not alive, and I'm just a shell of who I am. And so I want to rekindle that. I want to just get back with God for a couple months and just refine the mission of what we're doing um, and why we're here, which is awesome. So. If you would, during this time, pray for us. Pray that God would um, refresh, just give us a refresh, renewed vision, But well, more than anything, just connection. Friends, family, you know, life, uh, relationships are more important than church and ministry. So, Just getting to that place, please continue to pray. Uh, Just to be clear on this, there's no moral failure here or some type of sin going on behind the scenes. This is literally just a rest. In the past five years, I think it's really important for me to say that with everything going on in Christendom in America. None of that, no funny business is occurring. And over the past five years, some great leaders in our church have really risen up to where we can really take a couple months off and it's really not a big deal. Um, the church itself just moves itself with the leadership that we have in place. I don't know if y'all knew this, but I actually wrote that play. I'm heavily involved in the kids' church program. (laughs) The kids' church programs are going to really suffer without me. My creative... Bree has nothing on me creatively. Uh, Just kidding. Uh, So yeah, just a reminder. There's a couple things I felt. And then I got one prophetic word, and then we'll we'll pray. Um, Just the calling... You know, um, the gifts, that God, when God puts a calling on someone's life, they have to say no to it for it not to work. And when you agree with the call that God has, all of heaven is cheering on the call and the mission. And what God's been sharing with me is, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And so I've been saying this to you guys to encourage you as well. If you are, before you get burnt out, Before you get to a place where you're just lackadaisical with your walk, rest. Take a break. We have to be people. The harvest needs the workers, but we can't be running on on E. You guys with me? Um, Isaiah 40, verse 31. This is a really good verse, especially if you grew up in the vineyard. Uh, But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not grow faint in heart. How good is that? That's what we're doing. Just just taking a rest for that. Uh, and lastly, this church has 50 years of prophecy, at least, to get us to this point. And I'm super, super excited about the future. Um, all the prophetic words that have lined up for what God's gonna do, and we just this is just a reset for us to get going. Uh, we're not leaving the church. We're not moving back to Reading. None of that stuff is happening. I've had many conversations of those things. This is home for us. We're we're literally only going to miss four weeks, and we're going to be the rest of the time. And the whole time, I'm going to be itching to teach. So we're gonna be around, obviously it's a small church, everybody knows us, feel free to call us, touch base with us, whatever, we just, uh, we're gonna be here, be in community and everything, just not kinda taking that position of leadership. Does that make sense? Did I do okay kinda explaining all that? I, uh, I'm not gonna have the mic for three more months, so I'm gonna tell you one prophetic word that I feel like God has for 22. My close friends always tell me, while well, I'm learning this in marriage too, I make jokes and in intense moments, to relieve the pressure. Part of that's a really good thing and it's a gift It's because I make other people feel more comfortable when I do it and they're like okay cool, there's levity in the room. The other part is that I'm I'm avoiding the the intensity of the moment, you know? So I, uh, I assure you I'm gonna be sitting here scrambling wanting to take the microphone and teach so many times but I'm gonna show restraint and I'm not gonna do so for 12 weeks. Um, But I felt like, um, I'd say for us corporately, what I felt was that God's going to show off specifically two or three times this year. Um, Something corporately, at least twice, maybe three times, that God's going to do something, a significant shift, some type of birth thing, something new, two or three times is going to happen, and the story that he brought to me um, in reference to there's a story in, jeez, uh, sorry, hold up. I should have taken the uh, little thing off so it didn't uh, do this. First Samuel 5. So in the Old Covenant, there was the Ark of the Covenant. So literally, those of you who aren't maybe don't know this, there would literally be a box, the simplest way to put it, where God's presence was, like literally. It wasn't universal, it was in one place. God broke out the box a long time ago, though. You know what I'm saying? It's <laughs> uh, the greatest Christian joke ever. <clears throat> so, um, and God, God wanted to be with the Israelites with King David, and but what would happen is that people would. It's there's it's a long story, but it would basically end up in the wrong place at the wrong time. And so, one time there was a war, and the enemy stole the Ark of the Covenant. Well, the enemy worshiped a god called Dagon, D-A-G-O-N. And it was this m- huge statue that they put kind of in their, um, whatever, foyer of their castles or whatever. And it was the one that they worshiped to and all that. Well, one night they put the Ark of the Covenant in the same room as Dagon. And they woke up in the morning and this statue was lying prostrate, bowing down to the Lord. And so, one, it freaked them out. They're like, that's not good. They put it back up, went to sleep, came back out the next day, the same thing had happened. So their response was, let's get rid of this box, which is such a funny thing. I've, I was reading that like, wouldn't you think like, this is really prophetic, actually, it's like, wouldn't you want what God has, even though it's uncomfortable? You know, when God tears down our idols, it's so easy to just stay with the idol. Isn't that interesting? I mean, you would think if the Ark of the Covenant is here and it's glowing, our natural response would be to just, well, let's do whatever this thing does. Instead, they got rid of it. That prick your heart a little bit. It's a really interesting spot. Anyway, I felt like God's going to show off like that two or three times for us this year. Is that exciting? (laughs) It's good stuff. Really, really good stuff is coming. To cedar house church and i'm super super excited about it and so stacy and i just really appreciate you guys agreement and buy-in those of you have been part of a lot of you have already known about this and kind of a part of the whole process so and as i know a lot of people couldn't make it today online um watching as well so we love you guys we're excited to take a break and super excited about the future so i'm going to stop talking and call up paul and he's going to lead us from here we're officially on a sabbatical as of right now <laughs>
2: Amen. I love it. <laughs> if uh, if Stacy and Landon y'all want to come up. So guys what I'd echo is that I think this is really it's actually really fun to do this today. We just had the kids lead us in a play where uh, the Holy Spirit birthed something in. He birthed Christ into the earth through Mary and Joseph. And I would echo that in the body is like this body was birthed from landon and stacy the holy spirit imparted a vision and a mission and they birthed us out of that this what we're doing flows from them and it is through them and it is amazing and so um we've been empowered as a leadership team in this church by landon and stacy the best part of this is like them stepping away to take a break Everything can still run because they've done such an amazing job of leading over the last few years and empowering departments with the ability to carry the weight of making this happen on a Sunday morning, and it's in great hands, and so we just want the body to pray and, and bless them. We want to formally pray them as they go on their sabbatical, pray over them, speak life over them, truth, peace, all the things, the, the rest would be uh, manifest in them and so what I'd ask is we're going to have them step up here we don't have kids church so just real quick logistical pieces like we're going to release right now if you have kids that you have to wrangle uh, they're playing around we have Amanda back there with them making sure they don't play in traffic but for the most part we don't have kids church so we're going to start praying popcorn prayer Gabriel's going to go ahead and play some piano for us guys we want to pray we about the Holy Spirit I-, I want one of the times that the Holy Spirit's going to show up and do something amazing in 2020 this year let's have it be today Let's have, it be. let's have the Holy Spirit come here minister to the snows minister to this body as we, um, as we release them to go to their, do their sabbatical so um, y'all come up if you want to come up, if not, if you want to stay in your seat you can but we're going to popcorn prayer we're going back OG Vineyard style if somebody isn't talking, start talking uh, speak life and truth so I'll just initiate, Father we just say thank you so much for the snows, thank you for the gift that you placed on their heart the mission and purpose and the value Pray that as they go on the sabbatical, Father, that you would be obviously not just with them, but go before them. Prepare the places for them for peace and rest, Father. We ask that you would truly blaze a trail that leads them to the place of the fullness, so they come back recharged, renewed, and, and prepared to um, for the next season of this mission. We just pray your power and your presence over them right now in the name of Jesus. We're just going to keep praying, guys, and y'all are formally released, um, but we're going to pray over this snows. So thank y'all so much for coming today.
0: Strengthening your spine to stand um, rooted in identity. Um, yeah, I'm going to say that again. <laughs> but before we came up to pray, I saw myself put my hands in the small of their backs as they stood side by side. And I thought I was supposed to come my hands, but now I realize at their feet it was the Lord. And um, their co-heirs... And the Lord is behind them. And he's supporting and strengthening their spine to stand. Um, And I'm just hearing the Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. And the power of rest in the one who is I am. Will redefine your identity and secure you forever. So Jesus, we bless them. With He who is greater in them, He who is the greatest of all, Jesus, God, I pray for identity in Christ alone. I thank you for renewing, restoring family, removing performance. Shakaraba, thank you for blessing their children. God, I thank you that they're faithful. And you're not finished yet. The best is truly yet to come. So God, I bless them and I bless their family. In Jesus' name, amen.
3: Holy Spirit, as we are listening to you and going going public with uh, the words uh, that you have put upon our heart we we our intention is just to bless stacy and all that you designed in her mama's womb when she was being fashioned by you would have its full fruition. And we pray that for Landon too. That I mean this, I mean we're serious about this with you Lord, that they would walk fully in all that you have for them and that nothing would thwart your perfect purpose for them. And Lord, I would say to you, you you know the conversation that we had at our home last evening and we heard a faithful woman say that when her husband puts his hand on the small of her back, she feels affection like no other time. And our sister prayed that this, <laughs> she, she saw that. And so, Father, I would just pray that uh, this would be just a form of confirmation for those of us with a little faith, Lord. That, uh, like me, that that Lord, you. Um, would have your hand on the small of their back, and that would be a sign of your affection. Your affection, your affection that never, never, never leaves. And so I'm, uh, Stacy and and Landon. I'm gonna be quiet with my words and speak only what the Father says here in Psalm 20. Please receive this. Psalm 20, David says this. It says, May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the Lord of Jacob set you securely on high. May he send you help from the sanctuary and support you from Zion. May he grant you your heart's desire and fulfill all of your counsel. We will sing for joy over you, over your victory, and in the name of our God, we will set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer, he will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Just a little bit more here, guys. Some people boast in chariots and some in horses, but we will boast in the name of the Lord our God. They have bowed down and fallen, some have, but we have risen and we have stood upright. So save, O Lord. May the King answer us in the days that we call. Lord, the next three months are days that we're going to be calling for Stacy and for Landon. Lord, Lord God, have your way. Bless, hold, and keep all that is yours. Amen. 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 Bless you, bless you,
0: bless you. Bless you.
2: Amen, and amen, <laughs> and amen, and amen.
0: <laughs> yeah, go sure.
1: I guess we're dismissed.